With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jordan Battle, sir. We have got you circled. Our eyes on you. There you go. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Do you have a favorite saying that Saban has? He always talking about touch D's or uh, suck on D's or. Nope. Saban apparently likes D's nuts. D's nuts jokes. The Rich Eisen Show. D's nuts. Earlier on the show, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Chris Carter. Coming up, comedian Jeffrey Ross. Plus, from NBC's Brooklyn Nine-Nine, actor Joe LaTrulio. And now, it's Rich Eisen. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial to have a conversation with us right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Thursday night football tonight, only on NFL Network. It's exclusive to NFL Network. Don't look for it on network broadcast television. Joe Buck and... Uh, Troy Aikman will have the call and we will see the Washington football team and the New York Giants battle it out in FedEx field for the right to not be 0-2 <laughs> is essentially the way to kind of look at it. And uh, it's a huge football game, which we'll break down a little bit more later on in the show. Big time New York Jet fan and Met fan and funny guy from Brooklyn 99, Joe LaTrulio returns to the Rich Eisen show. Uh, we've already had a conversation with Chris Carter, Pro Football Hall of Famer, and also with Albert Breer, uh, the MMQB's senior NFL writer. If you missed any of it, please go to our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Be a subscriber um, and uh, check out all the videos that we've done this week and then, of course, in our archive of our almost seven-year history. Uh, we had John Lovitz on yesterday. Um, he was already just scheduled to appear to talk about a new film of his. Um and he told a couple of Norm McDonald stories, and we just see how folks are responding to it and how we felt about the sudden passing of Norm McDonald, although it might not have been so sudden, but it was to so many people. And uh, I figured let's just keep talking about him because we've gone down a YouTube wormhole Absolutely. just one after another after another, his Conan appearances, his Letterman appearances, his SNL Turd Ferguson appearances, <laughs> you know, um, his ESPY uh, awards emceeing. And, of course, his appearance is on Roasts, and that's how we bring in one of my favorite people on planet Earth, a sweetheart, who's also one of the funniest guys I know on the Mercedes-Benz Vans. Phone line here on the Rich Eisen Show is the Roastmaster General himself, Jeffrey Ross. How are you, Jeffrey? Ooh, great to be here. Great to have... Under such strange, strange circumstances, Rich. So, uh, did you know, or was there any inner circle that might have known about his illness? Jeffrey? Well, you know, he always had some weird medical stuff, 
he was he looked a little different sometimes. No one really thought to ask questions, and he didn't he didn't show that vulnerability. Um, just recently, uh, I heard that he told two close friends um, that he had cancer as a child, and then he had cancer again for the last decade or so. So it was something he kept to himself. He didn't want it to affect his comedy, the way people accepted his jokes, the way people talked to him. He didn't want to be pitied, is the message that I got. Um, because it does hurt to not be able to say goodbye. It does hurt uh, for the living. But it also must have been torture for, for Norm, Rich, to, to go in it by himself like that. Well, I, I mean, I can't imagine if I was sick like that, I'd want all the love and support. And you'd receive it as well. And I'm sure Norm would have also, you know, and it did appear that he did channel it, Jeffrey, into into his comedy there. He did a stand up um, joke on. on yeah. And I, I saw that video over the last 24 hours where. You know, we in the news business say that somebody lost their battle to cancer. And, right. and the joke was, well, you know, somebody's going <laughs> that the last report is that you're a loser and that technically when you die, so does the cancer. So shouldn't it be called a draw? Yeah. <laughs> a double knockout. That's what he said, you know, and it adds a little bit, I guess, of uh, I was blown away that it it. Do you think that was born out of his own experience that he was going through at the I time? I believe it was on his mind. Um, also, when cancer runs in your family, as it does in mine and many, many others, right? it does make you think, well, there's a good chance I'm going to get it. And you do guide your life like that. My mom got sick when she was uh, very young, and thought to me, well, man, that's just what happens in our family. I guess it'll be me someday. At a certain point, I just started to go, well, it doesn't have to be. And if I, if I don't do those habits, those addictions, those things that may, may cause cancer, I may get lucky. Um, not everybody gets cancer for doing the wrong thing, but, you know, it's a sneaky, it's a sneaky bastard. But um, I feel like some of that gun to his head, knowing his days might be numbered, <laughs> may have fueled his fearlessness. He's the guy that, despite being warned by Don Olmeyer and NBC, would still go out and do those OJ jokes. He wasn't afraid to take chances, and I think part of it was because he had nothing to lose. He was alive. Jeffrey Ross, the Roastmaster General here on the Rich Eisen Show. When did you first meet him, Norm MacDonald? Oh, man. I met him. Um, it was probably 90 or 91. I was just transitioning from open micer in New Jersey to opening MC Act and Comedy Club. Mm -hmm. And, man, Rich, I was excited. Catch a Rising Star Princeton. There's like eight shows over five days or something. Mm -hmm. I was really going to, like, get some stage time. And um, Rich Voss, a very funny guy, was the middle act. None of us knew each other. And Norm McDonald flew in from Toronto. He had just done a bunch of, uh, was it Sajax or something? Who had the late night show? 
or was it? Um, yeah, he did for a while. He, he did. Yeah, I think it was Sajak, and um, he hit on that show and became like, you know, he was popping, but no one in America really knew him. Right. And Norm was, this is ninety one, you know, that type. This is when America, especially in New Jersey, most people wanted to see Andrew Dice Clay in yep. an arena doing nursery rhymes. <laughs> now Norm comes in with this, like, you know, button-down shirt and a blazer, and hey, hey, ooh, like, you couldn't <laughs> barely understand him. And, and his material was tight, tight, and callbacks and crafted and honed and economical use of the language. Like, it was fascinating for a comedian. But if you were just a couple of knuckleheads with, with your dates to catch Princeton that you're used to seeing Hickory Dickory Duck. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he didn't bomb. He didn't, he didn't hit all the time. He bombed probably three out of the eight shows. And this is the, one of the craziest things, and I've never seen it before, Rich. After the shows, as people were paying their checks, Norm would go to the exit and greet every single customer as they left. Come on. The more he bombed, the longer he stayed there. And it was so hilarious, and it made, made him a mystery to me, an enigma to me right away, why he loved that part of it. And, and if he killed, he'd go right out the back to the green room and break out a deck of cards, and we'd play poker. He'd love to play poker. So my first experiences with him were very, very uh, uh, all in. We should say. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Ross here on the Rich Eisen show. Yesterday, Lovitz told a couple of stories. One where, you know, he um <clears throat> about about his commitment and that when you told him not to do something, that just made him want to do it more, and how they were performing for some sharks at a Biloxi, Mississippi casino, all these guys <laughs> and ladies who were comped to see him and Lovitz together and people uh, in the audience had a big problem with how filthy, how blue that Norm was working that made him only work more blue. And the end of the story was uh, Lovett said that they got, ba- he, he, he got them banned from the casino for five years. And I'm like, why? Because he really, because that's what he did on the stage. He goes, no, he was, he was busted counting cards. Mm-hmm. Is what he said. <laughs> and so, oh my. <laughs> oh my God. And then told the story of the Saget roast where they, th- he was told not to work blue. And, and so he, or, or he was told to tone it down. And then he went the completely other way. Is that what happened? I had that not night? heard that he was told to turn it down. Right. I thought he made. You was told to turn it up? Just, I thought he made the choice to go so soft that that was the joke. Because Saget's roast was one of the few roasts where he, uh, it was mostly comics, mostly body comics. And at that point, Saget was really digging into that stuff. Right. The Aristocrats movie had just come out. Bob was having this resurgence of Dirty Daddy and uh, you know, really a contrast from his full house persona. And we were all went in really deep. And I purposely wrote my speech without one curse word, just to make a point that you didn't have to be funny to be dirty. Right. And, and, and that was my spin on it. Norm took it one step further and did Farmer's Almanac type shows. <laughs> you know, that were, you know, like, hey, Cloris Leachman, people, 
say you're over the hill. But don't listen, listen to him. You'll never be over the hill. Not with that car you drive. <laughs> and we looked at him like, is he having a stroke? But, but I already knew Norm will always go for the best joke, the way he went on SNL, the way he went on late night shows. You know, publicists be damned. He wanted to have the most provocative jokes that the comics would talk about the next day. But on this show, he, he did a conceptual piece to throw softballs around the dais in, a, a, in, a, in an affectionate sort of way. And you can see when you listen back, the first few jokes, people are kind of polite laughs, nervous laughs. You know, I'm a producer. I'm almost panicking. Right, yes. Like, uh, like what, is he tanking this on purpose? Uh, we already had Artie Lang not show up. You know, we don't want this to be a disaster. But about five jokes in, um, I can start giggling. I start to sense that something's happening. And they buy it. The audience, by the end, <laughs> they, they're roaring as if he was, as if he was <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay, <laughs> but doing these very soft uh, jokes. Um, and I think it was a nice uh, denouement or a nice chapter from his post-SNL where he was provocative and pushed the envelope especially with his O.J. jokes. Um, you know, he's the one who famously said, well, it's official. Murder is now legal in California. Um, and, you know, this would really rile people up. You know, he was the one who said uh, the, the jury's in deliberation, so now they can either free him or get their heads cut off. And you didn't hear a lot of that kind of humor on TV back mm-hmm. then. And, and now we live in a world where you almost can't do any of it, Rich. You know, you talk about cancel culture. Maybe Norm, you know, this is a bold statement. Maybe he didn't want to live in a world full of Don Olmeyers. Mm. Everybody's trying to take everybody's, cancel them. Everyone's trying to cancel everybody. So, you know, maybe he, I wish I got to talk to him at the end there. Um, but I didn't. Maybe he just. Maybe his body just gave in, and maybe he lost his fight. Jeffrey Ross maybe. here on the Rich Eisen yeah. Show. Um, hey, before I let you go, uh, I, you put it in perspective for us. I mean, Letterman chose him as the last stand-up comic in his run uh, on his show. I mean, that was what what a spot, what a gig, what a what a what an opportunity as well as an honor for Letterman to say, out of all the stand-ups that have been on the show, you're my choice to be the last person to speak other than me on my historic television run. Um, right. what, what, what is Norm McDonald's legacy amongst the, the comedy community and everything else that you can put into words, Jeffrey? Well, he's somebody that you admired in that he, he took his career in a patient way. He turned almost everything down. He only wanted to work when he knew he was going to be hilarious. He wasn't thirsty for attention. He, he wanted to be great or not be there at all. And that, that is something that really more comedians, I think, need to understand. You don't need to be at every party, every show. You can say no. And when you say no, you become a mystery, an enigma, and people want to see you even more. That, Rich, on top of his economic use of words, go back and listen to the jokes he'd written. They were perfect. There wasn't an extra syllable 
other than an occasional Canadian A, you know, there was nothing extra in those jokes. And that, that to me, was his legacy. And he's also a great guy and a great friend. Jeffrey Ross, uh, you wrote a beautiful piece. Everyone should go check it out on your, you, you put into words um, kind of what you just, uh, you just mentioned here on this show. Uh, go to uh, at the real Jeffrey Ross on Instagram. Hit the bio to read that piece. I love you, Jeffrey Ross. Let's. Uh, I love. I love you more, buddy. And I. I just saw you. Speaking of provocative comedy, mm-hmm. you really have some wonderful moments in the Vice film currently streaming called Nine Eleven Too Soon. About I haven't seen that yet. Rose. And um, the return of comedy in New York City in the weeks after 9-11. Well, you know, I've been talking to you about that for a long time, being at that Hefner roast just a few weeks after, um, you know, the attack on on, uh, the Trade Center and the country. Um, What a night that was. I haven't seen that. So what did you think of that? That's out there right now. I loved it. It's it's a full-length film. It covers uh, where all the comics were and what we were doing. When the Trade Center fell, I was home uh, with... uh, Dave Chappelle and Adam Ferrara evacuated to my house. And we really thought, you know, this is it. Comedy, we're not going to be laughing again anytime soon. And I wrote letters to the Friars and to Hugh Hefner and Comedy Central. And I said, if we don't do this show, the terrorists win. And that was not a cliche back then. That was something that would really happen. Right. That would be half a million dollars we were raising for the Twin Towers Fund would be, would never happen. And it wound up being, you know, a highlight of my career and a highlight for New York at that time. And people go, well, three weeks after 9-11, of course you could do a show. But what people forget, and you'll remember, Rich, is that we were walking around in a dust bowl, a human dust bowl. Yep. You couldn't write jokes. You couldn't think straight. It was a mission. If you were doing comedy, you weren't showing up stone wandering to a comedy club. You were a man, a woman on a mission. And... The film really shows that. It shows people like Gilbert Gottfried and Bob Saget and, and, and really going for it. And a lot of the Saturday Night Live people and, you know, Mayor Giuliani's famous moment with Lorne Michaels. Whatever you think of Giuliani now, he really is portrayed in a fascinating, courageous way in this film. And there's a lot of really good funny moments. I highly recommend 9-11 too soon. I will, right. I, I, I will talk more about it. And now that it is and out. you look great in it. Very sophisticated blazer, a big chair, <laughs> like a big macha. <laughs> 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 like a guy who knows what he's talking about. You know what? It was truly one of, being on that day as that night um, was truly one of the greatest moments of my life, to be very honest with you. Um, and just because being a native New Yorker to be there at the time, and I'm such a, an aficionado of comedy and roasts, and the person who put me on that dais was you. And, you know, it was one of those times where uh, I'm going out, and it was really weird to even go out to a social event in those weeks after 9-11 in New York City, but I just forced myself to do it. And that's when I ran into you that night. And, you know, we had a nice chat. Uh, we'd never met before. I told you I loved your uh, B. Arthur joke. Uh, I think I had you at hello when I said that. And, um, and then you're like, do you have a tuxedo? in town i'm like yeah sure and you're like come to the roast in two days if you're around and i was and i did and i'll never forget it and we have been friends ever since and it meant a lot that you know friendships these roasts bring people together and here we are 20 years later talking about it yep and we've shared a million meals and a million laughs together yeah Yeah. and uh these things really do live on 
whether it's Norm's performance, people still talk about at Bob Saget's roast, or 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 that night where we all got together and defied the terror in New York. And do you remember any jokes, Rich? Did, did anybody? come after you at that night nobody came after neil man because it first started i was so damn far down the dais i was in between <laughs> i was i was second to last on the left and uh i was in between uh, the amazing kreskin and frankie in the middle uh munis and then uh <laughs> and then because there was a fight a prize fight in madison square garden and the the roast started so late people got up and i was a seat filler and i wound up being five uh seats from the the podium uh, in between Joey Pants, Joe Pantoliano, and who knew it, uh, Friars Club member Patty Hurst. And I'll never forget being there for the joke and all the jokes and wondering what the hell was Gilbert Gottfried attempting and why everyone was so laughing about it. And it was the aristocrats joke, and there was a whole other movie made out of that. I'll never forget it. What a night. Love you, Jeff Ross. Right back at you. Thanks for the call. You got it. This is very cathartic. Thank you. Oh, you're the best. That's Jeffrey Ross. Let's take a break. Let's be on time for Joe Latrulio because I'm sure he's on time right now. We got a little late. Hey, Joe, if you're on hold, my apologies. We'll <laughs> chat with you in a few minutes. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Joe and I, uh, you're from Queens. I'm from Staten Island. Yep. These, are, these are all facts. I'm, spitting, facts. I'm spitting truth Land right the, now. These are the facts. Okay. And so our choice for, you know, it, there's, there's many choices. Like when you fly, mm-hmm. they say you have many choices. Sure. Thank you for flying our airline. We have chosen the Jets. We have chosen the Jets. Or, or they've chosen us. We don't know. It's, we, we, I think okay. we were drawn to them, and we're fl- we've been flying under yes. the radar for a long time. And, as, and these are all metaphors, yes. right, for, for Jets, et cetera. Right. We need Darnold to Fired be up. healthy, mm-hmm. staying away from the mono. Right. We need to, we need to, <laughs> st- Stay away from the, from the parties. We should bubble wrap him. Like, literally... He should be bu- allowed He's, to obviously whatever. We should whatever bring him out in the live. bubble like John Travolta before every <laughs> practice and then let him, you know, 
Let him run the trails with the red shirt, and then he gets back red in. Shirt. And then he gets back. Red shirt in the bubble, by the way. That is such a Jet fan thing to say, because the bubble, as you know, there's going to be some way that somehow the bubble falls apart. The of tape course. job isn't good, and it'll just right. expose one part of the, the MCL that'll get hit in the wrong way. I'm not right. even an ACL. No, the MCL. The MCL. Yeah. Oh, boy. Being a Jet fan sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what, though? We're, we're seeing right now all the Chiefs fans. It just sets you. Could, I can't even imagine. I'm so happy I for them. I can't even imagine. I'm really happy for them. I can't, I, I can't imagine either, but I am happy for them because they are a great— I love KC. I've been there several for times. Big Slick. With, with, yeah. For Big Slick, yep. and um, it's a terrific uh, uh, event uh, for a terrific hospital. And, and, the, and the fans have been wanting it for a long time, and so I was really happy for them. And, and the Jets are, are next. The Jets are next. Yeah. I'll, Maybe. I, Joe Latrulio, you're, you're a ray of sunshine. I'm, I, look, they, if Le'Veon Bell yep. can have the support up front mm-hmm. and Darnold yep. has shown flashes when he has the time yeah. and no mononucleosis, an odd combination yeah. to bring bringing up. But again, yeah. I hope those elements are there. I'm just spitting truth yep. that that he does have that. And Adams is so good. Yeah. They got Quinn and Williams from the third overall pick mm-hmm. last year. That yep. is so a fourth Big overall boy, yeah. pick. That is so very, very good. Yeah. Or he's third or fourth. Whatever. The top five pick last year. I don't know. It, I mean, it is entirely possible that they can put something together. Sure. Yeah, I, I think so. Right. And, and and if if Le'Veon, you know, stays there and uh, you know, like this clip I showed us, has taught us, you may very well be there. Oh, uh, my God. Then we might be uh, up for for an 8-8 eight eight season. I've never looked at an old piece of tape of myself say. with more disdain and thinking <laughs> I'm such a lame-ass more than what I've just seen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. We just showed to our Peacock audience a snippet from the last time this man was on the program, and I was walking through with him. This was February 2nd, 2020. Not that long ago. Talking about, hey, if Le'Veon can do this and Sam Donald can do that and Jamal Adams can do that, nothing's been more dated and more pathetic for me to look back at myself to say this. But this is what Jets fans do. And this man, I love this guy. He's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. The one-hour series finale airs tonight at 8 Eastern time on NBC. Joe Latrulio back here on the show. How are you, Joe? Hey, I'm great. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Joe, what's up, buddy? Hey, Joe. Big night, big night tonight, big finale. It's a big game. It's for all the marbles, guys. Last at bat, three seconds on the shot clock. Here we go. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And finale. My son, uh, my, my, my oldest son, Zan, um, could not be more excited. And, uh, you know, uh, he is as locked in on this show. The whole family is, obviously. But he's the oh, one. That's great. He's the, he's the one um, that, hey, when are you going to have Joe Latrulio on? Literally, he's been saying to me all week at, at, <laughs> at, at, at home. i got to send him some hats. Hey, Joe, you want to give me hats? I'll take hats. I mean, you know, whatever you got. Um, what can you tell us about tonight that you don't want to review? Uh, you, well, what, do you, I mean, what, do you uh, what do you got here? We, we, uh, this episode is uh, really for the fans. I know um, I think they're, they're going to love what we have. Of course, there's not a lot of spoilers I can tell you, but I can say it was quite emotional shooting this uh, last episode, which we did, I guess, back in June. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know that that last take was was a was a doozy, um, but um, I think 
you know, this show kind of wraps itself up in a in a really satisfying way. And uh, I don't, you get you get the feeling the squad um, the squad will be around. The squad will be around. Ah, oh. okay. So, well, there's always going to be uh, necessary. Uh, but, but I mean, I say that, but that's not really a spoiler. In that I feel like so many shows end with like, hey, you never know. Uh, so, but I'll, I'll stop there. Okay. Well, look, there's always going to need be yeah. the need of law enforcement in uh, in Brooklyn. I mean, we always know that. <laughs> That's right. So with a, with right. with a hint of comedy and and humanity, we 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 uh, there there will always be required that. Um, so um, in terms of uh, you saying this is for the fans, you could pretty much say every damn episode is for the fans. How many times was this show saved by the fans? Like, could be the greatest show well, ever that's I, I been mean, saved by the fans over and over again. Yeah. Joe. Yeah, the first the first big one, you know, was uh, you know after season five um, when we left Fox and we we thought we were done and you know for an actor you know five seasons might as well be fifteen you just you never know how long it's going to go so you know we were sad and uh, didn't want it to end but we figured it was over and the fans just came um, just blew up and said hey not so fast and and brought us back and we were just um, really overwhelmed by that outpouring and um, I think since then. It's just been uh, it's just been kind of gravy uh, doing the show because uh, we didn't expect to be here and we just had a new appreciation of uh, how how much these characters were were beloved, you know. And it ends tonight. Um, just in terms of the series finale, I just we just got a little bit of a, a breadcrumb right there from Joel Trulio, eight Eastern on on NBC. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna get so many people. From me saying, what are you? What are you saying? What are you doing? You know, <laughs> uh, it'll be fun. I, I look forward to, to all of that. So, um, what do you? What, it, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little sheepish, Joseph, because yeah. all last season I was just yeah. hoping for one loss after another after another, so the Jets could get Trevor. And is it right. possible? Is it absolutely possible? Entirely within the realm of planet Earth and human beings and photosynthesis and oxygen and carbon dioxide and plants and everything, <laughs> that the Jets got the right guy dropped into their lap anyway all along in Zach Wilson. Well, well per, you know, per our, your, your segment that you just played before, Michael, we are not ones to really predict. We're not Nostradamuses <laughs> of, the, of the Jets season, clearly. <laughs> So I'll start there. Yes. But, uh, you know, I like Zach. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, Andy Samberg and, uh, Samberg and I have a, have a wager, and we've had one this entire uh, run of this series. And it began the first couple of seasons with the over-under on how many flashbacks we were going to be in the show. And yes. then we stopped doing those, and then we were doing how many slow-motion you know, shots will we have, what's the over-under on that. And then around season three or four, we're like, let's just get the brass tacks and let's start having a real wager here. He's an Iron fan. I'm a Jet fan. And, right. That's no you fair. Know, it began with, you know, who, who had the worst, who's going to have the worst record because there was a while where we both were around there. And then now, you know, who's going to have the best record? It, it, that's not a wager. Uh, the Jets just, I, I don't think could pull, beat the Niners this year. So my suggestion was why don't we have a battle of the rookie quarterbacks? And, you know, okay. Garoppolo starts. Uh, and so, uh, y- y- and realize, like, Lance is coming in later at some point this year. You've got to expect that. Um, so we made it a Team QB. Now, so it's, it's most Team QB um, passing and rushing touchdowns for the quarterback. And after week one, it's 2-2. Mm. So I feel I, feel, I got a shot for a steak dinner here. 
I think you do. Thoughts. But it's uh, it, it's fun. You must have been like when Lance threw the first touchdown pass the 49ers season just two snaps into their season and Zach Wilson's yeah. getting beat up. You must have been like, come on, man. But and yeah, and, I'm and like, what did I do? And in case yeah. and in case anybody's sitting out here thinking that Sandberg might be sandbagging you, if this if this bet was say first started this wager back in 2015, which I'm just looking at the history of your show. It's entirely possible. Sure. That's when he was deep into the Jim Tom Sula 49ers uh, era. That's right. Right. And so, By the way, just for the record, yes. sorry to interrupt. Just no, for the record, please. I proposed, I proposed the bet. So okay. I, I, I was that, I was a typical Jet fan. You were that confident. I was like, you know what? I think we got We got Todd <laughs> Bowles. We're good. Right. We got yeah, Bowles. We, <laughs> we got. <laughs> That's pretty. We, we, can, we can make this happen. We yeah. got Elijah. Uh, That's Minter's right. going to do something. You got it. You got it for he's one or two. That's right. You know? we, we just got Tebow. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> That's my. We're good. <laughs> Typical Jets delusion. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we, 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 we like to fight. We like and we like the we like to scrap scrap a little bit. Mm. And uh, what you know? Uh, what do you think of the thumbs down, thumbs up stuff from your Mets? What do you think about all that, Joseph? Joe uh, How about that one? Yeah. How about that one? Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. I, it's hard to talk. It's hard to talk. It's hard to talk about that. <laughs> Um, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I, once again, I feel like, um, mm. we're, we're, we're snake, we're, we're snake bit. We just seem to, uh, not get it together, but look, I love my team. Um, Thumbs I love up. my team. I cannot uh, ever give up on the Mets okay. and, uh, you know, it's that, it's that saying of, uh, maybe next year, yeah. maybe next year. It does look like to be the case right here. So, yeah. um, uh, a couple more minutes left here with Joe Latrulio here on the, the Rich Eisen show, joining us on the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line right here on the program. So, um, we had Rudd on the show the other day to help us choose ah. our fantasy team name. Uh, yeah, he, he, we, he, God bless him. He stopped being Ant-Man for like three seconds over there in London to call in. Um, <laughs> and the two choices we gave him was again, for lines that we just throw out every now and then was between walking ibuprofen, which I think was in reference to somebody, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he's walking yeah, ibuprofen. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and somebody, a uh, fan of the show, called in. For some reason, Glenn Close was being discussed, and he referred to as Glenn What's-Her-Nuts. And, uh, <laughs> and believe it or not, Rudd chose walking ibuprofen over Glenn What's-Her-Nuts, which is a huge upset. It was the biggest upset of week wow, one of the big. NFL. I mean, everybody thought the wow. Saints' performance was a big upset. Um, so what... <laughs> Have you drafted? Because you're in that league with Paul Rudd, right? Yes, I'm in that league. I have, I have drafted. It's done. Um, okay. It's done. It's done. I had a number two pick, and so I, I went with uh, Dalvin. And, and so I, mm. my team name, as it has been for a while, although yes. I will take suggestions, I could, I could change midstream, uh, is just uh, get a load of these guys. Uh, it's just okay. a straight out. I like time. it. Just get a load of these guys. You know, um, Nothing clever. There's no puns going on. It just get a load of these guys. I mean, what a what a what a matchup it must be with you and Connavale. Get a load of these guys versus just the tips. I mean, that's yep. got all yep. sorts of <laughs> New York written all over, like attitude all over the place. You know, that's right. That's right. So yeah, I, I listened to Bobby on the show the, uh, last week. <laughs> whenever you had him on about the parking, and uh, I have the uh, I have the luck of just hanging in a hotel room right now. So I, I'm I'm not looking for parking spaces. He called in and he was <laughs> he just parallel parked and he was so proud of his. Did you see this the photograph of him jamming that? I didn't. It, it, no. I mean, it, it's it was. N- <laughs> I wouldn't blame his his Brooklyn neighbor for staring at him and saying you don't you can't get the car in there. I mean, there's an inch on That's either side. Funny. There's an inch on. He got the car in by just a tip. 
Literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. that's, yeah. That team name was born in that moment. Uh, I don't know if that's what he's referring I don't think he's referring to Parkin. But um, so, all right. So you like your team? I mean, Cook had a I like my team. decent week. I do like week. my team. I just... Uh, uh, I got uh, De, you know Devonte as well. I made a trade and got and got him. And uh, well, you must have got, lost uh, week one, though. You must have lost I'm week. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Hertz. You know it's a 14 team league, so we got a lot. But um, uh, yeah, I feel pretty good. You know, okay. didn't 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 uh, took it on the chin this week, but uh, high hopes for what, this Sunday. What did Rudd go with? Dench exclamation point again as his team there. Was it a floral? What is it called? A floral a floral moment. moment. Floral, floral moment. A couple leagues. A floral moment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's another league. I think this league he's okay. He's uh, I think he's something called Flex Avery, which uh, is an inside joke that I, I I can't even explain. Flex Avery. <laughs> Avery. Okay, yeah. I like it. Yeah, you'll have to ask him about that. I will definitely do that. Well, when he's done, you know, saving the planet for the Marvel universe, you know, that's <laughs> that's in London. That's when I'll that's when I'll get in there. All right, and. Uh, Anything else that you you want to talk about that you've been doing that you've been up to? You want to throw anything out there? Oh man! Well, I just shot a movie. I just shot a movie that I wrote and directed uh, up uh, up in um, Idaho, doing a horror movie. So I'm uh, putting that together now. We're in post. I'm very excited for people to see that. Okay. I, I did a I did a big pivot from the comedy. Okay. And uh, jumped after something I've been wanting to do for a long time. So uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited okay. for people to see it. All right. Well, you'll come back on when it's time for your movie to come out. Let's do that. In the meantime, I'd appreciate it. Where are you going to? Is there a watch party? Are you going to be doing any live tweeting of tonight's affair, Joe Latrulio? What do you got? We're going. We're going over. We're going over Seth Meyers uh, uh, in a bit, and uh, um, and then I think uh, we're we're we all saw the finale already. So um, we're jumping on the on the plane right after the show. But uh, you know, maybe we can uh, stream it again. We could all watch it again on the plane. Oh, so the you are okay. So tonight, what you're all going to make an appearance on Seth Meyers' That's show? Right. The cast? Yes. You getting all together? Uh, yeah, I think both the I think most of the cast will be there. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Nice. That's so cool, man. That's awesome. Just so yeah, that I'm excited. Intro. That is. I'm excited. It's a very it's a it's a big day. It's been quite an incredible uh, run with this group of people. Okay. Uh, really proud of uh, the stuff that we we did for eight years, and uh, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm I'm grateful to have been a part of uh, all of it. All right. Did you yeah. save anything from the Charles Boyle collection, Joe? Anything? I did. You got the badge? I, I got the badge? received quite. Uh, I received uh, a, a beige members only jacket that was framed and put in a display <laughs> case for me. Is that <laughs> real? Be, uh, hanging up with pride. Is yes. that right? You really a beige That's members? Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So you're saying somewhere Boyle's favorite color beige. Somewhere in the somewhere in the NBC wardrobe department, they're like, "What happened to that beige <laughs> That's right. members That's only right. jacket?" They're yeah. like, "Wonder yeah. where that went." It was here. <laughs> huh. yeah. well, well, have a great time tonight, so, Joe. Yeah. Travel safe, brother. We'll we'll chat Thank soon. Thank you so much. Thanks okay. for having me, guys. You got it. That's, you That's uh, the Brooklyn Nine Nine One Hour Series finale airing tonight at eight Eastern Time on NBC. Joe Latrulio, a lead pipe wielding professional, dialing in on time from a landline. I mean, that sounds like he's sitting next to me. Yeah. That great. Yeah, the NBC is it probably at Thirty Rock? Ready Could to be. Go. Could be. He's already there doing a little press. Yeah. Then he does Seth Meyers show. That'll be fun. That will be fun. So he says to Andy Samberg in 2015, Wow. All right, you got Tom Sula. You're fresh off of bouncing Chip Kelly one and done, right? Was Tom Sula before Chip Kelly? Stand by. So they went from Jim Harbaugh to Tom Sula, right? And then they went from Tom Sula to Chip, to Chip Kelly. Then they bounced Chip Kelly, right? Yeah, so Tom Sula was 2015. Right. 
Harbaugh uh, was obviously before that. Harbaugh was 2014, and then 2016, Chip Kelly won and done. 2017, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, man. Your timing's a little off there, isn't it? You're thinking, Tom Sula, let's go for it. Let's keep having this bet. I mean, 2015-49ers, that's Blaine Gabbert and Colin Kaepernick. Okay, let's just, let's put it out there. Who would you take? In 2015? No. Who would you take in the bet that they currently have going on? Lance versus Zach Wilson. Because you know, once Trey Lance Lance gets going, if he gets the reins, look out. Or you know Zach's going to get it from start. I mean, you got who would you take? I think I would take Zach Wilson. Yeah, you have to take Zach. I would take him too. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is the matter with me? Because <laughs> Trey Lance had no shot to be a week one factor in anybody's no mind. Shot. But then and who to... two snaps in through the first touchdown pass this season? Yes. Trey Lance. And you know Shanahan's going to keep figuring it out. And you know Shanahan's going to keep going between 10s well, and 20s with this guy. 10s on in and 20s yeah. on in. And you know he's going to be in the scoring zone more maybe than week one. And then you know GG's going to at some point get nicked up, banged up. But is Trey Lance going to have 30 touchdowns? Because Zach's going to, right? Don't yeah, you think? I think so. What a fascinating it's a good bet. wager. Yeah, good, it's a good, that is. Good, good bet. Who would you take, TJ? Dak Prescott. Stop it. <laughs> oh, you mean those Zach two. or Trey Lance um, most Zach, touchdowns Zach, this season? I mean, this season, obviously, you got to take Zach. Because he's going to start because and play he's all already four started. quarters. But yeah. it doesn't matter if you play all four quarters if in the four quarters when you get the spot, you're in the scoring zone. Yeah. Yeah, but no one's going to take a guy. One guy is the announced starter. One guy isn't. And so, one guy is going to be the announced starter sooner yeah. rather than later. Well, if his, the QB one's thrown for 300 yards a game, are you really going to pull him out? I mean, I realize that that's where they're going to yeah. go. I don't know about pulling him out. The one but, year they made the Super Bowl is because the other guy was able to stay in finally. Yeah, that's true, too. Hmm. And he was even kind of nicked up during that campaign, wasn't he? Look, man, I got my own problems, yep. Rich. <laughs> All right, I, can't, I can't worry about other te- you know, yeah, 30 you other teams. I got yeah, yeah, linemen yeah. out. Yeah. I got COVID. I got, you might be uh, playing defensive end on Sunday. Yeah. That, that was the deal, guys. Why I didn't want to tell you I was I going to the game? Because I might actually have to suit up. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so, come on. Yeah. I don't have the patience to jack yeah, around. They'll put yeah. me an ass back. <laughs> hey, we got a game tonight, guys. Just, yeah. just a heads up. Meanwhile, Salvador Perez. Just hit another one. 45. Wow. Made him the best pick I've ever made in fantasy this oh, year. That's the way you should look at it. Okay, we'll take a break. 844-204-RICH, no, and we'll wrap up this show. Don't go anywhere. We're back with more in a moment. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs 
costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You told a story about the genesis of All Right, All Right, Yes, All Right. Yes. Would you please tell that story? Here's where that comes from. So, okay. Days Confused. Yes. Genius film. I'm in the right bar the right time. Mm-hmm. And a guy goes, hey, you ever done any acting? You might be right, just right for this part. <laughs> Legendary cast director and producer Don Phillips. And I said, yeah, I was in a middle light commercial for about this long, but you know. Maybe I'm, I'm in film school at the time. And he goes, well, come to this address. You might be just right. Pick up the script. I go down. I pick up the script. There's three scenes with three lines. And one of the lines is Wooderson out front of the pool hall. The girls walk by. He checks her out going by. And uh, his buddy says, man, you got to cut that out. You're going to go to jail for that, Wooderson. And Wooderson steps forward and says, no, man, that's what I love about those high school girls. I get older, but they stay the same age. <laughs> Legendary line. I call it a launch pad line. Nice. Like, you're going to say... They unpack it. Anyone, any character who says that and believes it, we can write a book on that guy, right? <laughs> so that was one of the lines. Mm-hmm. So I go work on those three lines for three weeks. Um, I come back, and they do what's called a makeup and wardrobe test, meaning they're shooting another scene one night. I'm just going to show up. Director's going to step off the set and come and look and go, mm-hmm. great. I approve. Well, he comes and looks. He goes, geez, this is Wooderson. It's great. He goes, listen, uh, you're not scheduled to work tonight, but we're over here at the Top Notch drive through and... You think Wooderson might want to pick up on the redheaded intellectual, Jake? And I'm like, sure. And he goes, want to shoot it? I'm like, sure. So I go get in the car. I shoot my first scene ever in a film. Of your career. Of my career. And um, I had been listening to a lot of 70s rock and roll at that time. And there was a certain live recording of a Jim Morrison concert in like Amsterdam or somewhere where he barks at the crowd, all right, all right, all right, all right, four times real aggressively though. I'm not thinking about that, but this comes back. So I'm in the car and I'm like, who's my man? I'm nervous. I'm about to hear act. Who's my man? Who's Wooderson? I said, well, I'm about my car. And I go, well, I'm in my 70 Chevelle, yes. there's one. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm about getting high. I said, well, Slater's riding shotgun. You know he's got a Dubois rolled up. <laughs> <laughs> there's two. And I said, and I'm about rock and roll. And I said, well, I got Nugent, Stranglehold, in the eight track, man. There's three, and I hear action. And I look up, and in my mind, I go, and I'm about chicks. I got three out of four. Let's go get the fourth. All right, all right, all right. Wow. <laughs> That was it. So First confused. words I ever said on screen. First words I ever said. And that was the three affirmations of those three things I had. When they were, there we go. One of my favorite stories told in the history of this show. Christmas time in 2016 by Matthew McConaughey. 
Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Sunday night football right here on NBC and NBC Peacock. You can, of course, tune in to watch the game with Al and Chris and Michelle and the gang. Sunday, 7 Eastern time is when all the pregame starts with Tariko and the crew. But Lamar v. Mahomes is Sunday, 7 Eastern on NBC, and then the uh, the after party and post-game material that can be seen right here on NBC uh, Sports on Peacock. And check it all out, obviously, Sunday night. What a big game that's going to be. Ravens staring 0-2 right in the face, aren't they? Yep. Who's going to run the rock? They signed Devontae Freeman to the practice squad and elevated him today, mm-hmm. which is what they did for Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. And they've got Lev Bell, but he's not... He was in He's civilian clothes not last ready, week. Ready, it doesn't look like. So at some point, Latavius had scored a touchdown, but I didn't think Latavius looked very good either. Like, just Tyson, play the this, kid. This Tyson Williams just yeah. ran straight up to God. He looks. Him. He looks like he runs with a, a fury. He looks yeah. like he looks like he's physical and he can run fast. you over and he's fast. Tough. I thought he looked really good. Yeah. And of course, you know Lamar is just you know a video game out there. He is. And then the passing game, the question marks that still might be there and taking on a Chiefs team that looks to get um, Tyron Matthew back in the mix and maybe mm-hmm. Frank Clark too. That's going to be a fun game. I know. Fun game. Nobody talks about who the Chiefs didn't have on Sunday. It's all about what the Browns couldn't do. Well, they had 15, so I mean. Bernardo in Santa Clarita, California. What's up, Bernardo? Go Blue Rich. a boy. I like that. Those are two words I wasn't expecting to hear. What's going on? <laughs> DJ Brockman, Del Tufo, what's cracking, boys? Hey, what's what's up, man? I'm in. What do you say? What's, what's the deal? Oh, uh, just living through the uh, existential Jets malaise. Uh, <laughs> Write that know, down. Losing Team me, guy, I, I don't know what to do, Rich. I don't know whether to cheer. I don't know if I want them to lose. I don't know if I want no. them to win. No. You're, no, no, you don't want them to lose. You don't want them to lose. You want them to win now. Like, they, they've hit the win it now button when they when they went. And got Zach Wilson. You want him to win. That, that you want the He's Jets to win. Special. I you, like that. Kid. You just need him healthy, man. You just need to make sure that he doesn't have a Joe Burrow type moment, and that he just gets in there and he gets his lumps and he gets his footing. You could already see from half one to half two what happened last week. Yeah. I can only imagine what happens from special, game one. But losing Mika out two. of everybody we could lose, an offensive lineman would be the last thing I'd want to lose. Of course, and and you know, and and that is something that that happens to to many teams. Just ask TJ Jefferson if he, you know, if he feels great <laughs> about his Cowboy pass rush. Just, you know, speak to the Washington football team if their hopes at quarterback might have just been altered. I mean, it happens to teams and it happened to the Jets and it's up to the Jets to figure out a way to keep this kid healthy and get the passing game going in a way that keeps him upright and get that running game going. And and thanks for the call, Bernardo. You want him to win. And you not only want him to win, you want him to win this week. This coming Sunday, <laughs> you've got to hold serve in your division at home. It doesn't matter if you stink on ice or if you got a, if you got a, a, a Super Bowl championship in your midst and a run that's feasible toward that goal. Or you're just building character. You're setting a tone on behalf of your new coach who's trying to set the tone with you every second of the day. And when your rival, because that's who this is, with all due respect to the Buffalo Bills 
And my childhood rival, the Miami Dolphins, not anymore. Not anymore. First edition of Jets, Patriots, with a new head coach in Robert Sala. And the first edition, may it happen for many years to come for you, sir. Yep. And for me. Indeed. Zach versus Mac. Let's go. It's Mac at Zach. And later on, it will be Zach at Mac in a Dr. Seuss matchup for the ages. In. And it's time. What better way for Robert Sala and the Jets to get their first win? What better way for Robert Sala and Zach Wilson and the Jets to get their first win against a New England Patriots team starting their own rookie quarterback who you didn't choose, you chose this kid. And the way to win your first game is to send New England after all that they did this offseason on their free agent spending spree. After they signed Cam, released him, and put their hopes in this young man in Mac Jones. What better way to get your first win than to make New England 0-2? With Tom Brady now just two weeks away from coming into their place. And it's up to New England to tell the Jets, not yet. We got the right guy. We chose the right guy. You chose the wrong guy. And Belichick's defense just made him see ghosts again. And there's Bill sitting there, arms crossed, with a nice little smile on his face, saying, welcome to the AFC East, Robert Sala. Not today. We got the right guy. We got our rookie quarterback. And he got his first career win against you. And what better way to do that than to stick it to you in your first game at home in front of the J-E-T-S chanting Jets fans to send you to 0-2 and for Mac versus Zach, game one going to Mac, not Zach. What a huge game this is on Sunday. Wow. I know we're going to pay attention to Bills and Dolphins because that's at the the top of the so-called AFC East food chain. But this is a big football game with a lot of of stakes to them. A lot of eyes on this one. On the O and, of course, the D. (laughs) Because you know what's on the line? On Sunday is D's nuts. (laughs) That's true. In the AFC East. I'm telling you, man. Hey, Thanks for Mac. Appreciate you taking Zach. Yep. Enjoy Mac. We took Zach. Totally different ball. And that's going to play out over and over and over. Starting for the first time Sunday. Oh, baby. I love football. All right. And tonight, I love it. the Jets co-tenants have a pretty darn big one in Washington, D.C. And I am fearful they are not getting it. Oof. Because this Giants offense, I don't know how they're going to turn it around from what happened against Denver when yeah. that was Von Miller exactly. and the rest of that crew. And now here comes oh, Chase Young and the rest of that crew yeah. and Montez Sweat and the rest of that crew. And I don't know how many walkthroughs between Sunday and Thursday could have gotten any of those kinks out and been more on the same page. And we'll see how Saquon's knee responds on a short week. 
I am uh, genuinely concerned for my friends who root for the Big Blue, and I've got a lot of them. So we'll discuss it on Friday's edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I want to thank today's guests, Jeffrey Ross and Joe Latrulio. I want to thank Albert Breer and obviously our friend Chris Carter, my whole fame friend. We'll be back to wrap up this show on Peacock and send it to Brother from Another, but on radio, we'll chat again Friday. 